This is The View from the Couch Podcast, and I'm your host, Pierce Wiesnar. And on the program today, I will be talking about five films coming out in July that appear to be worth the watch. First up, it's Spider-Man Homecoming. Ever since the MCU started, this has been the one character everyone has been dying to see. And after the not-so-amazing Spider-Man 2, the Sony hack, and a lengthy legal battle between Disney and Sony, everyone's favorite web-slinger is finally in the MCU. With all the hype surrounding this film, what are we getting here? He had a cameo appearance in Captain America Civil War, as well as five films in two previous franchises. So it's quite clear that Homecoming won't be an origin story, because we all know and love the character. However, we really don't know this version of Spider-Man. So I want to see what new aspects to this iconic character are explored by aging down Peter Parker and putting him back in high school. With so many characters in the MCU, there simply isn't enough time each year to fit them in the film calendar. In Thor, we've got the Incredible Hulk tagging along. And for Spider-Man, he has Iron Man featuring prominently. When it's your film because it has your name on it, and you have Robert Downey Jr. in a supporting role, that is a difficult balance to find. Because Downey has such a large screen presence that he can overshadow the star of the film. What I want to see is how director John Watts uses Tony Stark as well as Michael Keaton. If the writing team can find a way to flesh out the vulture and make him a character with clear motivations and a plan that actually makes sense, then Homecoming has a chance of being a film that is worthy of the Spider-Man legacy. Next up is A Ghost Story. Unlike the other films on the show today, I have seen A Ghost Story. A few weeks ago, the film was screened at BAMFest, and there's a brief Q&A with writer and director David Lowry. A Ghost Story is something that is very unique. It's a near-silent film that has little dialogue, in part because the main character is a ghost. The film is very moody and atmospheric, and instead of fighting the film and trying to decipher every little detail, the audience should just sit back and let the film wash over you. The cinematography is stunning, and time and again, scenes look like something that is a work of art. The score is haunting, and Casey Affleck, acting behind a cloth, is able to reveal so much with just eye holes. After Ain't Them Body Saints, I became an instant Lowry fan, and with news of his next film starring Robert Redford and Casey Affleck, I'm all aboard the David Lowry hype train. Next is War for the Planet of the Apes. With so many cinematic universes and franchises, they can end up filling the film calendar each year. For example, the MCU will have six films coming out in 2018 and 19. That's a lot of films that Marvel is churning out of its pipeline. It can feel like there's a Marvel film for each season each year. There's something to be said for a major studio to give one of their premier properties time to breathe and develop between films. Dawn came out in 2011, Rise came out in 2014, and now we have War in 2017. So often, we've seen these types of films get fast-tracked and rushed into production with disastrous results. With all the reboots and remakes in recent years, the Planet of the Apes films are the cream of the crop. Instead of rehashing what people like about the old films and being a blatant cash grab, the reboot series have brought something new to the table. The deep dive into the many characters, apes and humans alike, paints their struggle for survival as something that's just not black and white. This is what helps elevate the franchise from the best of the summer conversation 
and into a few end of the year lists. The stakes are high here, but these films show that in a unique way. Even though it's an extinction level event, the series is grounded around the characters and not the spectacle, which makes these films feel intimate and personal and allow the audience to feel a part of the story. Traditionally, the third film is the final chapter in the story. However, Fox has started pre-production work on a fourth film, but key cast and crew members have moved on to different projects. Andy Serkis is keeping himself busy by being a part of the MCU, as well as being Supreme Leader Snoke in the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Plus, he is not only directing a new Jungle Book movie, but has cast himself as Baloo. Director Matt Reeves has taken over directorial duties from Ben Affleck on the Batman solo film. Recently, he has revealed that he has an idea for a new Batman trilogy. So with a few people in new high-profile jobs, the wait for a potential fourth film might be longer than usual. Next up is Dunkirk. Interstellar was an uneven film for me. Some parts were fantastic, like the cinematography that I found to be among the best of the year. However, the final product was a little all over the place. At times, the movie was about family and how love is the only thing that can bind us together, while at the same time being a film that is a very hard science fiction movie. You don't get real scientists involved and make a book about the actual science in the film and make it all for nothing. So coming out of that film, I wanted to see what Nolan had in store for us next, and once again, he is going in a new direction. Dunkirk is a different type of World War II movie. First off, it doesn't feature America, it doesn't show German soldiers. Secondly, it's not centered around a heroic battle that turned the tide of the war. Instead, Nolan's war film is about a story that many don't know, using actors that are mostly unknown and shines a light on a different type of battle. I wanted to see the marriage of Nolan's unique style and this unique story. The final film I will be talking about today is an inconvenient sequel, Truth to Power. Every year we get a ton of sequels, and this is one that many hoped would never get made. An Inconvenient Truth woke up many to the topic of climate change. Aside from winning the Best Documentary Oscar at the Academy Awards, the legacy of this film is more than just the awards that it has won. I can't think of many other films that have made such a profound impact on the way people live their lives. Now, a decade later, how have things changed? Has the world made strides in the right direction, or have we gone backwards? Is it too little too late, or is there still time to make things right? With a title like Truth to Power, I think I know the direction that this film is headed in. When you have President Trump in the trailers, it's clear that he will have an impact on the film. Trump pulls out of the Paris Climate Accords, and I wonder if the film was changed in response to that since the film premiered at Sundance. In the partisan times in which we live, I want to see if this film can break through the various bubbles that we live in and have a similar worldwide effect that the first film did. To recap, these are the five films that interest me most in July. Spider-Man Homecoming, A Ghost Story, War for the Planet of the Apes, Dunkirk, An Inconvenient Sequel, Truth to Power. If you like the show and want some more episodes, just subscribe for more. And don't forget to rate the show and to share the episode. This has been another episode of the View from the Couch podcast. Thanks for listening.